morning, welcome back ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land and welcome to another edition of Talking With Game. And um, I'm here with Fergal Lynch as normal, we're here in... How are you Jimmy? We call it the towers, we call it, and we're, we're going to reflect on a couple of interesting... Hope they're not uh, like the twin towers. A couple of interesting days, oh wow, for, um, <laughs> for me, GA and so on, and you know, look up... up Right up there at the top of the list was again the Mead County footballers. They played down in Limerick and Fergal, you you made the long journey down. You made no, they played, down in, they played uh, Limerick in Limerick, in Limerick Jimmy. They, did, an hour and a half, wasn't it? they didn't play down in Limerick. They played Limerick in Limerick, <laughs> okay. uh, down or in another division altogether. <laughs> if only yeah. you were as smart in school as you are with your answers yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> right, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. something like that, Fergal. Yeah, l- long trip down, not quite an hour and a half, Jimmy, no, about two hours and ten minutes from the county town of Trim. Um, to Limerick City but it's pretty much a straight road you hit that uh, you hit the motorway just after Salins there and the sat nav comes on and says uh, continue straight for 168 kilometres and it's it's yeah. a boring drive now so, but it's uh, it's a great roads and uh, prob- probably a legacy of the, the Celtic Tiger days when, when the infrastructure was improved uh, one of the few good things probably that the government did around about that time but the, the roads uh, roads have been great on, on the away trips we've had a few away trips so down to Cork up to Derry and over to Limerick yesterday and uh, yeah the, you know good, good roads great trips uh, unfortunately it was only the game in Cork that we got a positive or a, a, a excellent performance and excellent result from. Yesterday was another disappointment because you travel down to Limerick with high hopes and, and expectations more so um, of a victory and uh, it just didn't happen. And another disappointing conclusion after, what was what were it, five, five points up against Loud with 15 minutes to go? Yep. And we were two points up against Limerick yesterday with the wind behind us and all the momentum and all the pressure uh, with 11 minutes to go and managed to throw it away again. So um, look at it, Colin O'Rourke spoke after the game and said that, that point might be vital at the end of the day. And as it turns out, the point is vital. Um, because I think we're pretty much safe in Division 2 now. It would take a, an absolute... Uh, collection of monumental results for Mead to end up relegated I think we would need um, Clare to beat Dublin and which I don't think is going to happen and, and to win another game as well which uh, there's a couple of results there I have them have them written down out, out at my desk but it would take a, a monumental collapse of a calamity of results for us to uh, for us to end up relegated but we need to finish top four, top five. I see some people saying to me there on Twitter now that top five might be good enough to ensure Sam Maguire participation in the summer. But yeah, that, that's what he meant by vital, uh, vital in sort of getting us there, sort of getting us into, into the away from the Tottenham Cup. That's what he meant. Well, he meant vital in staying in Division Two. You know, so that moved us on to five points. You, Limerick are on one point, um, so and with two games to go, Cork, or sorry, Clare and uh, Kildare are on two points below us, and we have to go to Kildare in our final game. And of course, we have Dublin up next, mm. so uh, we're on five points, and the likelihood of being caught at this stage and and in the, it's very very remote. So, but the target now has to be fourth, and that will mean. Mead have to win one of their last two games to have any chance of finishing fourth and may have to win the both. But you said, mentioned to me earlier on that you wouldn't be surprised if they beat Dublin. 
well, yeah, yeah, it sounds outlandish. Um, and a ridiculous thing to say because you know people will look at it and and Colm again said people will look at it and they'll go geez well if Limerick are scoring 17 points against us what are the dubs going to do but that's just the way games have gone for me this year and they're playing some very very good football and we shouldn't take away from the fact okay we shipped heavy scores 19 points against Cork Uh, I forget what it was against Derry but 17 points last night or yesterday afternoon against Limerick Um, heavy tally of points conceded against um, Loud as well and also against Clare we're shipping a lot of points Colin has said that they're working on their defensive setup. They're they're working on rebuilding their defense, but it's it's tough for me because you're kind of you're trying to learn on the job and you're working on the job. Like you look at the Mead defense yesterday, of the six defenders, they're four rookies. You know, and it's hard for them. I don't care who the opposition is. And there was some good players on that Limerick team yesterday. I know Ian Corbett was lined out at wing back, but he got a forward. And the two midfielders were very strong. And Brian Donovan, a full forward, caused a lot of problems. And uh, in at centre forward caused a lot of problems. Whereas we had rookie defenders. You had Adam O'Neill, uh, Michael Flood and Dan O'Neill in a full back line. You know... I, I, completely novice full back line that are learning on the job now and they're doing well but we're getting exposed at times and then we had Ross Ryan who's a, the twin brother of Ronan Ryan who would be a more established Mead player but Ross is pretty new to this scene as well of course probably the, the pick of the defenders in the county championship last year with Summerhill so he deserves his goal but again Ross added to uh, the O'Neill brothers Adam and Dan and Michael Flood are full back that's four novices in a six man defence that included uh, Donald Keoghan and Shane McEntee so it's it's understandable why we might be shipping a lot of scores but it does need to tighten up I was thinking of that myself yesterday because I mean there's been a huge turnover of, of players with Mead in the sense that uh, you know Conor McGill uh, he was a superb fullback. Yeah, county player of the year last year. Yeah, the year he's gone, or he's gone. He's left the, the panel for the moment. Anyway, I believe it's fitness issues. So yes, it attain a certain level of fitness. That's what I've heard. I don't know if you heard any different, but I just heard. Uh, yeah, he was dropped off the panel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Brian Menton is gone. Is not there. You know, experienced player. You've got the Wallaces not there. Uh, you got um, uh, Eden Devine. You know, a good young player. Yeah. So there's a big, big turnover of players. Um, Huge turnover of players, and and that's. Uh on one hand you could say look it's to be commended for the new managers coming in and he spread the net far and wide and some people might say well these those lads had their chance um, and they served Mead well and they got them so far but now it's the turn of new lads to come in and you have to say not that they're new lads coming in but Ronan Jones was exceptional yesterday against Limerick uh, I thought he was brilliant in midfield he's just a powerful runner he's a great ball winner he's got a good eye for a pass and also well capable of kicking a score and Jack Flynn is also an, is almost an identical mm. foil beside him there in that he's he a, a, a su- yeah, super game yesterday mm. and Matt Costello is another young player who had a brilliant game I thought yesterday as well brilliant yeah a good game yesterday probably to say that anybody had a brilliant game when you're only drawn with Limerick uh, might sound like a bit of hyperbole but it's um, it was it was a decent performance in a lot of sections for Mead and those new young players that are coming in like there, there is a lot of youth there and Dermot Moriarty came in and made a serious impact in the second half Mead were 
were very poor in the first half Jimmy they were 10 points to 6 down they started well got the opening score of the game from Jack O'Connor and then just faded again and, and just couldn't uh, just couldn't get to grips with the running game of Limerick who ran through the heart of the meat defence and cut us open at times and just seemed to score at will and probably could have had a couple of goals you know they had their opportunities and Mead also had a great claim for a penalty as well um, Shane Walsh won the ball brilliantly in behind the full back line and um just as he was turning to to pull the trigger, the defender who was trying to recover barged through the back of him. Now, Shane Walsh managed to get his shot off and maybe that went against him in that if he had crumbled to the ground, the referee might have given him the penalty. But the referee, Derek O'Mahony, just waved it away and it was a clear foul like anywhere else on the field and the referee was given a free for that. Uh, yeah, you know, and you don't want encouraging that, but it looks as if you nearly have to be blatant. Like I saw... I saw one of the Galway players yesterday going down clutching his face after nothing there was a hand on his chest it wasn't even a slap a fella put a hand on his chest went down clutching his face that's embarrassing that stuff Um, but I just thought Shane Walsh should have got a penalty if we got a penalty and got a goal at that stage I think it could have been uh, much more comfortable for, for Mead going in at half time instead they went in four points down um, after getting back to two within two to concede at the last two points of the half after that penalty incident uh, to go four up and then in the second half dominated the early stages but kicked three wides in the first five minutes kicked seven wides in the third quarter uh, before and, and then got a goal ten minutes into the second half uh, a brilliant move and, and great vision from Jordan Morris to pick out Matthew Costello who had the simplest of finishes but still had to finish it um, and that got Mead up and running then Donald Lenehan got a goal with his first touch after coming in Dermot Moriarty played well and with with 11 or 12 minutes to go meet her two points up and look comfortable and, and looked in control of the game but Limerick always looked a threat against our, our fragile defence I thought mm. um, fragile is uh, fragile is a funny word which suggests the players aren't up to it but the players are definitely up to it like individually you would say Adam O'Neill uh, Michael Flood Ross Ryan all had played well all had really good games but as a as an organised collective defensive unit we got cut apart too easily way too easily and every time Limerick attacked they looked like scoring and he, he did say they were, they were reworking the whole thing this yeah season. he says and, and we again we'll without uh, rehashing the entire interview with Colin O'Rourke you'll hear it now in a couple of minutes that he, he said you know we've worked hard on our defence for the last three or four weeks and we've tried to cut it down but it's going to be a case of having to rebuild that defence and there has been a lot of chopping and changing um, of the defence Harry O'Higgins is out injured or sorry is out suspended from his red card his harsh red card the last day so he was suspended um, and then there's a couple of other injuries in the team that forced reshuffled so Jack O'Connor was shoved back up into the forwards from even though he wore number five he's played a half back recently so there's been a lot of reshuffling yeah. of the meat defence and as you said there's lost key players like uh, like Connor McGill and we also others like Seamus Lavin is away obviously of course isn't available and anymore no, oh, well, and yeah, his yeah. goalkeeper there's no problem in the goalkeeping position yeah. um, but Porrick Harnan who was due to line out Harnan, yeah. um, you know he'd be a great addition in the half back line as well he was due to line out on Sunday but played with Manalvi in the fa- in the A-League on Saturday so Probably he was he wasn't going to be involved just needed to get his fitness, fitness up I'd yeah, say yeah. match fitness and rather than throwing him into a, a National Football League as his first game back um so you know there there are key men to come back, but I, 
it's plenty of encouragement. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, you know, ringing the warning bell just yet and, and demanding change or demanding this and the other. Not that we're in any position to demand anything, but I think. Um, I think we're we're heading in the right direction. Need to shore up defensively because moving forward, uh, we look like a good team. Even though yesterday they didn't play that long direct ball in that we had seen so much in the first few games, there was much more moving the ball through the hands and carrying it at pace, and it seemed to work. But with twelve wides in the second half, and you're not going to win any game. But when it does go wet for us, Fergal, you you you. You, you say the style is very attractive to watch yeah. I mean it is very you know get the ball early it's the forward so on yeah but Some. I said they changed it yesterday mixed mix mm. it up an awful lot more yesterday where they carried the ball in but some of the shot selection and the decision making was poor um, and, and those 12 wides in the second half in a tight game mm. you were always leaving yourself yeah. under pressure now we did have late chances to win it but we couldn't convert 245s uh, in injury time and um, Harry Hogan and Jack Flynn both kicking them wide but um, yeah look it, it, it felt like in the in the dressing room after the game it felt like a loss the, the mood was down the, and the players were disappointed but uh, we also spoke to, to Matt Costello we'll have that interview there but uh, you know the players were, were, da- were downbeat as well and, and a little bit uh, felt as if they had left it behind them but Matt Costello was positive um, so we might just play the two interviews that we got okay. um, one first of all with Colin O'Rourke uh, who spoke to myself and Davy Rispin Davy uh, did a great job uh, deputising for Brendan Cummins who was ill for the game just want to wish Brendan the best of luck and, and a speedy recovery and also well done to Davy Rispin who uh sat in with Matty Kerrigan did a great job with LMFM um, and so we'll get, a, get we'll hear the interview that myself and Davey did with Colin O'Rourke and then I caught up with Matt Costello as well so we'll play those interviews now a lot better it could have been worse though at one stage as well what's your thoughts after that I, there's a disappointment I think that we didn't finish the job uh, maybe the point gained will be valuable in the long run but I think our dressing room is one of acute disappointment that we didn't finish the job we had the game going in our favour particularly in the last quarter and uh, we let them off the hook a bit yet at the same time they had a goal chance there with five minutes to go and it could have been worse but you know when you get into a position with the wind in front seemed to be in control of the game uh, the lads themselves are disappointed with the outcome we've probably seen the good the bad and the ugly again I know it's, it's, it's probably a common trend across this league there was some really good parts in it bad parts in it and just the consistency really is probably what's lacking yeah and it was it's happened in every game so five games and we've had terrible fade outs in games played brilliant football at times in others and uh, made an awful lot of mistakes particularly in the first half but uh, again young squad learning their, their way uh, lack of experience showed in some cases uh, but again uh, at half time we were in a difficult position and they tried very hard got themselves back into it worked very very hard so it's disappointment, uh, disappointing at one stage I think we were two up playing with the breeze we really should have finished the job 
uh, you made three changes at halftime and they all had a, had a significant impression early in the second half in particular Dermot Moriarty who did extremely well and then Donald Lennon coming on and getting a goal almost immediately as well Yeah well I suppose that's what the subs are for to come on and make an impact uh, maybe we didn't have as big an impact from subs as we would have liked last Sunday but certainly uh, in this game they did make a big contribution and uh, they were badly needed the injuries are starting to rack up. Shane Walsh obviously went off again at half-time. Um, you were missing Carl Hickey and Derek Campion, I suppose. Can you bring us up to speed on, on where the fellas are at? Well, Shane Walsh has a recurrence of his hamstring, so that's bad news for us. Carl uh, uh, Hickey had pulled a tie muscle in training, wasn't available for today, and of course Derek Campion has uh, fractured a scaphoid, which will necessitate an operation, and he's going to be out for a long time with that. It's hard to make sense of what the table looks like now, I suppose. You've got five points, you've got a cushion over the teams below you, but it's perilous because everybody's playing everyone and taking points off each other. Yeah, well, it's easily solved by going and winning one of our last two matches or winning the two of them. The the whole thing is in our own hands, so we have to look forward with confidence. We have a, a huge game coming up against Dublin in a couple of weeks. We'll prepare well for that, and uh, you know that's where we want to be at. We want to be playing these teams, and uh, we, we don't want to be relying on others to keep us up in the division. We want to uh, have our, our fate in our own hands, and we have. So there's four points on offer, and uh, if we get two or four we won't have to worry a little bit at all about other teams just defensively again it's another big looking at today's game another big tally conceded 17 points again how do you work on that for the next two weeks because the dubs won't be shot shy either no and the funny thing about it we work really really hard on it in the in the last three or four weeks every night of training we've been working hard on our defence but it's a, it's, it's a work in progress and again you know if uh, Limerick are getting 17 points people will probably say what will the dubs get but again you know we'll, we'll, we'll have a look ahead and try and rebuild the, the defence and the confidence there was quite a few changes in defence for yeah. today of course with Harry O'Higgins and uh, Carl Hickey missing and then Jack O'Connor we wanted him up wing forward for a bit of pace up there so there was three sort of new bags but uh, we're just going to have to keep working at working 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 we're giving away every game too many scores as simple as that and then down the other end of the field I think it was 12 second half wides that's an awful lot to be missing especially down here where it was always going to be tight I suppose yeah the only good thing about that is that we weren't creating many chances in the last three games and and we created a a far far more today and now maybe I suppose Limerick are bottom of the division and most teams are running up big scores against them but at least there was the positivity from that point of view that we we created a lot of chances maybe there was a lot of uh, silly shots taken but uh, we create chances we'll eventually score it's difficult to see how Limerick were beaten they played quite well today didn't they they're a good team good running team and they certainly made life difficult absolutely I suppose any team too are going to bounce back from the the, uh, shelling that they got last Sunday against Cork and any team with a bit of pride would bounce back but they have a lot of good footballers there like you know Hugh Burke and Keane Sheehan and players like that are as good as there is on any team in Munster so we didn't take them for granted by any means we prepared very well we thought we were ready for it but uh, obviously we needed to be even better prepared but 
I suppose the second half wise killed us yeah. and then looking forward to Dublin hoping for another huge crowd I'm sure there will be a huge crowd in Navin how important is that support base behind you again especially with the Dubs coming to town well uh, every player appreciates a bit of local support and a local recognition I suppose for too long Mead players were sort of anonymous figures in the community and we would like to see that they become the sort of heroes for the young people particularly those in primary schools coming along and they're coming in huge numbers so that's the aim is to, to make these players but uh, of course the handy way of doing that would be to go and beat Dublin Probably a feeling of uh, one that got away there Matt I suppose it's, it feels nearly like a loss does it coming off Yeah no no it's, it's kind of disappointing obviously when you have kind of chances to uh, to win it it's it's always tough to take a draw but uh, listen uh, still a point on the board and after a slow start it's sometimes it's good to get a point away from home so we'll take some sort of positives out of it um, Limerick seemed very up for the game were you surprised by their approach really on the front foot and they were very fast and physical I suppose no not at all I mean you know a, a lot of talk in was, was that you know Limerick might be down after uh, their heavy defeat to Cork but we knew that there was going to be a real positive reaction from them especially in their in their home pitch so uh, you know it didn't surprise at all they're a really good team with good forwards and they showed that today half time what was said they were four points down at half time and not not playing well not playing to the standards you might have expected but came out and showed real good intent then in the second half what was said at half time um, to be honest we just kept it nice and calm we kind of felt that it was us giving the ball away was what was um, giving Limerick joy so we just wanted to hold on to the ball inside their 45 and keep chipping on the scores and unfortunately the first three or four shots the second half went wide but I suppose as soon as the goal went in we kind of lifted us and we, you know, just held onto the ball, took a bit more care on it, and you know, started pop a few scores. And a lot of wides in that second half. I think about ten or twelve wides in the second half. That's frustrating. Yeah, definitely. Especially that's that's not like us really. We've been quite efficient with our scores as, as of late. Sometimes you know, some you know, just isn't your day. And lads put the head down, tried to take the right option, and unfortunately just didn't come off. Um, big game now in a couple of weeks' time against Dublin. It doesn't get any easier, really. No, not at all. But geez, we're we're looking forward to the to the challenge. You know, we're, we've still four points up for grabs, and Dublin are up first, and then it's Kildare after that. So we've really, I suppose, good two weeks training um, to get through. Um, Going to be really enjoyable, good build up, and hopefully. Hopefully now we can uh, put the rights of the last kind of week or two wrong and go out and put a good, um, good positive performance against the Dubs. Jimmy, uh, you know Colin O'Rourke, he, he he doesn't get too down. He doesn't. Uh, he, he's not um, getting fed up with with anything just yet. But he's looking forward to the Dublin game, and you can hear it there. I know there's a good few injuries. He mentioned that it looks like Shane Walsh is going to be out with a recurrence of his hamstring. Um, it looks, or definitely Dara Campion, who he mentioned there, requ- will require surgery uh, on a scaphoid um, fractured scaphoid, and a couple of other lads out injured as well. So. But he's but, hoping for a big response against Dublin. He did say, of course, that Dublin are going to be the yardstick yeah. in terms of how much progress this Mead team is going. That's how he's going to gauge it by. If we, if we beat Dublin, it would be obviously a huge um, a step forward. Derry did it yesterday or Saturday, Fergal, and um, you know, so they're, they're a vulnerable team at the moment and they can't yeah. be, can be beaten. And Derry, I think, pushed up. They, they didn't play very well against them in the first half, but they pushed up in the second half. So maybe that's the way to you know, push up in their kick outs, pressurise them. They certainly did look discommoded disc- when, when Derry did that. Yeah, and we've done that in the past. I remember. Um when Andy McEntee we were 11 points down against Dublin in a Leinster final at one stage a half time 
and came out in the second half and pushed up and then we got back to within three or four points mm. so you know and I think okay what do we end up losing by five or six maybe but we got mm, back to within better. one yeah, score yeah. Um, when we pushed up in them so um, I think the style that that um, Column and his management team are now applying w- means that we do push up on opposition so there won't be a case of uh, 15 men or 14 men behind the ball and hoping to lump it up forward but Shane Walsh will be a huge loss for that game uh, but Darren Moriarty proved uh, you know excellent when he came in and uh, he'll, he'll get another shot uh, Aaron Lynch came in for the last couple of minutes as well and Donald Lenehan it didn't start against Cork came in scored two goals started against Clare scored two goals against Clare and then he didn't start uh, the next couple of games. Did he? I don't think. Did he start in Derry? Um, Maybe he did. No, I'm not sure. But uh, you know, it didn't. Think so. and, then, and then came in and the first touch got another goal and, and almost kicked a winning point with a superb effort mm. to bounce back off the crossbar late on. So he's a real threat as well. So there are options for Mead. Um, so while on paper it looks like a, a disappointing result, the point gained which is the way we have to look at it. Um, has Mead safe in Division 2, which if, if we had gotten broiled into the relegation after the bright start of the league, it would have been a disaster. But we need another win. Hopefully it comes against Dublin uh, on the Saturday the 18th, isn't it? 18th yes, of March. and yes. uh, Hopefully it comes against Dublin. And if not, then it's away to Kildare, struggling Kildare, who will be fighting badly for the points. They need the points. Mm. Um when we go to Newbridge the following week 26th two, two very, uh, just by the way uh, we're talking about travel earlier on how many Mead supporters made their way down there yesterday well more Mead supporters than Limerick I would say I think yeah 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 I'd say um I think the talk was Brian Kelly the Mead PRO was saying beforehand that there was 500 tickets as all was sold uh, by Saturday afternoon was all that was sold for the Mead game I would say uh, among Limerick down there uh, and overall uh, for overall, the game uh, yeah. uh, 500 I would say definitely 300 of them were, were Mead supporters three right. maybe 400 350 so the whole, the whole crowd, the there was probably was more there was 500 tickets sold by Saturday so there probably was maybe seven or 800 people at the game and that was it yeah. uh, okay. I, I would say more than half were Mead in a huge big stadium oh yeah yeah it's lost yeah yeah you're in a 45,000 yeah. capacity stadium so no, nowhere else was open only the stand and they were scattered throughout the stand um, the Mackey stand and and uh, it looks sparse looking out from the press box but it created a good bit of noise mm. um, and it was a good atmosphere and it was very good football it was entertaining from a me point of view the result was wrong but if you were a neutral going to the game you would have really really enjoyed it high scoring two, 211 to 17 good points you know good quality brilliant scores from both teams right. brilliant scores Jack Flynn scored a couple of scored a brilliant point Ronan Jones a brilliant point Darren Moriarty brilliant point and not just brilliant in the fact that they were kicked from distance or kicked from a difficult angle the build up play and the working of the ball and the passing some of Limerick's passing now Meade's defence Meade's defending down their left hand side I think uh, was they left a lot of space and Limerick exploited that a good bit in the first half and um, 
but they played some brilliant balls and, and the ball stuck to them it didn't stick to our inside forwards and just everything that went right for Limerick and a lot of things went wrong for me but teams play very much the same, the same these days don't they I mean you know, we saw that you know sometimes you'd see nobody in the opposition half except yeah. the, 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 goal, the goalkeeper but there was and everybody a, the, comes back and you know you talk about the, the me like to push up and so on but yeah. at the same time they do go back everybody goes at one back. stage at one stage in the second half there wasn't one player outside in, the 45 in, in the mid half of the field not outside the 45 in the mid half so from the the little short white line in between the two 65s Harry Hogan was ahead of that <laughs> and there wasn't one player, one player not, not one player in the mid half of the field <laughs> well, that's that, extreme and, and, and that was mead pushing on and Limerick getting everybody was, behind the ball uh, that was regularly the case in uh, where there'd be only one player in the mid half their goalkeeper yeah no he wasn't uh, wasn't even in there in the previous match you know, yeah yeah no you know, uh, look, that's football. Listen, that's yeah, right, look, or, so right or wrong, but I mean, I know I mean they're trying to play a more expansive, more attractive style. But yeah, and look, we 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 have to be positive. As I said, given a lot of players their opportunity, a lot of them have taken it. And then you look at what's coming behind them now as well with the under twenties hammered Antrim on Friday night right. uh, by by a big enough score that it meant Tyrone, uh, who played down on Saturday needed to beat down by 14 points to, to deny me the place in the under 20 development league final and I think they only managed to beat down by 3 or 4 points so yeah. me play Mayo next Saturday in that Leo Murphy under 20 development league final and uh, John McCarthy's doing a great job with that team of course that's backboned by uh, two Leinster all our two Leinster minor. win and minor teams Indeed. and an All-Ireland win and minor team so there's plenty of talent coming through in Mead but we just need to sustain Division 2 try to get up to Division 1 get a couple of years in Division 1 where these lads will really learn their trade um, but Division 2 is competitive and it'll be competitive again next year because yeah. I don't know who's going to come down probably Monaghan and maybe Tyrone at this stage look like maybe coming down from it's hard to know who'll come down from Division One, but either way, Dublin and, and Dublin and Derry, Dublin and Derry going up, it's not going to get any easier. Yeah. Um, because you you'll have Westmead, I think, coming out up as well from Division Three. So we'll be okay for we'll be in Division Two, we'll stay in Division Two. Yeah. At that point, as you say, as Colin Well, we lose a Leinster team and an Ulster team, but we could well have three more Ulster teams in yeah. in next year. You know, with with if it is to be Monaghan and Tyrone, just just off the top of my head, it could yeah. be completely arseways with that but Cavan look like they're going to come up as well from Division 3 um, so it's yeah we, it's, it's uh, tough Division 2 is tough it's tough we, tough tough and we awaken an old yeah, rivalry yeah. there as well yeah but um, yeah so Fergal that was uh, me there, as Colm suggested you suggested there me they're rebuilding but so are the Camogie players yeah and uh, they played they played on Saturday against Westmead. Now, uh, he's yeah, Brendan Ski and his selectors lost a good lot of players. They have, uh, you know, from last year, as we mentioned last week. But um, they're trying to rebuild. They're bringing in a lot of newcomers. They lost to Kerry. They were doing very yeah. well last week against Kerry at half time. But then they, they fell away completely in the second half. The, against Westmead last Saturday they led at half time and they, they kept up the win you know, or they kept up the lead maintained the lead and won by 213 to 1-6 Ethan Minogue Ethan Minogue brilliant performance 2-2 you know she got two, uh, one brilliant goal 
Uh, they, well, two of them were very good, but an element of luck of the first one, it was a long shot from outfield that deceived the Westmead goalkeeper. The second one was one of these surging runs she puts together. She's It's so characteristic of, characteristic of her style of play. Yeah. And she fired the ball to net a brilliant goal. Grace Coleman, again, another excellent player, quality player. She got six, uh, six points. And uh, both of them are very good free takers. So yeah. uh, any team, to have one good free taker is, is very good to have two, you know, you really go in places because you certainly need, maybe that's, a, maybe that's an issue with the mean team because, you know, you said missed a 45 there, two 45s there. Yeah, end, you know, you yeah. Need a, you need a regular free taker, don't you? Well, they did okay if Matt Costello took the freeze and, and was the, the consistent team, enough with them, just didn't get enough freeze yeah. in the game. I think we're okay in that point of view. Place kickers, you know, yeah, they, well, yeah. I suppose and the team has changed around a good bit, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, fo- we'll focus on the camogie uh, just reading yeah. your report there you've um, you likened Brendan Skeehan to uh, uh, Brian Cody or to an Alex Ferguson or to a Sean Boylan in that he's having to rebuild a team yes it's um, and, and it's it's not an easy job it's a very difficult task Fergus. You, you know yourself you're involved in running teams and so on yeah, it's about now you know often I, I listen to Johnny Giles on a Thursday night on News Talk and he's he's, yeah. he's a brilliant uh, guy to listen to he knows football so well and life so well and he talks about how uh, the 90% of of uh, the success of any team depends on the players you bring in yeah the right players in, in inverted commas players with the right attitude the right okay you have to have a certain level of skill of course and talent obviously but it's no good without the right with the uh, proper attitude mm. willingness to work hard tenacity the character and that's uh, what Brendan Skeehan was taking the defeats, um, you know, and and bouncing back, and and that's what Brendan, uh, yeah, and that's what he's he's got in. He's brought in some very good young players in there, you know, they're brilliant young players, and he alluded to that after the match on mm. Saturday. Uh, they're all great, brilliant girls, and uh, they put me in there unless they they were yeah, the, yeah. the right um, attitude and so on. So we wish him well in that, you know. Uh, a couple of young players there. Uh, made her debut at clean at clean or weird there. She she played in midfield. She made her debut the previous week. Yeah. And um, you know, Rachel O'Neill and players um, players like that, uh, Emma Hannafin, um, Nadine Doyle returned to the Return to the uh, setup as well. And uh, I suppose part of the rebuilding as well is, is finding players you know, maybe readjusting them, finding a new role for them. Where they excel, where they can excel even better, like uh, Sophia Payne, now, for example, she uh, she was a back in recent recent years, but she played as corner forward, you know, on Saturday. So you have to do that as well. Mm. And um, we wish them well. They're playing Cavan now, and yeah, so uh, it was a good week. win to, good to win, bounce back. Yes. So it's two wins from three games. Two win, yeah. How would they be expected to do against Cavan? Well, I, you'd expect them to win, I think, because um, they are coming up very well. And uh, now they do rely a great deal on Ethan Minogue and Grace Coleman, and that's that's you know you don't want to be relying on uh, those. And they will on, have on, on a small number of players. You know you want to spread around now, against against Westmead, Olivia O'Halloran and Halloran and Aileen Lally, and um, uh, Abby Donnelly and. Leave daily. They all score points. Like so. a lot of those players are coming off the back of a successful minor team, and the miners, yeah. the mead miners, um, also 
uh, won a, another Leinster minor B title at the weekend as well. So there is plenty of good young players coming through the Camogie setup. So Brendan, while it is, it is always a difficult job to rebuild. He's got the he's got the foundation stones there to mm. help with that rebuild. Yeah, the, the, the problem is if you've got so too many defenders coming through and not enough attackers. Say, okay. For example, it's not a you know yeah, yeah. A, a, maybe uh, and certainly. Um, Mead have shown a certain struggle in terms of translating chances into scores. Okay. So that's something they'll have to, to look at in the coming um, months and weeks and so on, as, especially as the championship yeah. approaches. So Fergal, a victory for, for Mead in that game, and um, they will move onwards and upwards. And next, um, what else at the weekend, Fergal? What yeah, well, there was a, it was a busy weekend um, for the club scene because you had the first round yeah. of, the, of the club football leagues that restarted, of course, last Tuesday week. We had the Fesh Cup final. So there was plenty. Um, there was plenty of uh, football and uh, in in those cup finals. I think Gail Colum Kale won the Fesh Cup, beating uh, Donemore Ashburn, uh, and then those wins. Kilmainham won the the Tulchin Cup. I think you were at yes, that game. Yes, a good, very good game actually. Uh, good. I think St Pat's edged out um, to leave Bellystown to win the Curran Abony as well. Am mm-hmm. I right in saying that? Yes. Um, so there's been there's been plenty of uh, and I think Manoila or Minolti one or other of them oh god Minolti 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 defeated Boards Mill to win the Tolchin Shield Um, should know these things terrible but anyway uh, there was also as we said the uh, A-Leagues were on at the weekend Uh, I'm not sure if we want to fly through all the results on them but uh, the games on on Sunday in Division 1B a, a good win for Navin Manis who started the season well had a decent run in the current Nabonia yeah a lot of young yeah, they, players they're there now they're team rebuilding and yeah absolutely and, and good lads doing it you know yeah, and Damon yeah. Moran and Rory Maguire yeah. they're, they're good lads leading the leading the team there so if they know the club inside out but they beat Curraha 117 to 110 in Division 2B uh, Clannock Gale beats uh, Dunboyne's second team uh, 18 points to 2-7 and Ratoat's second team bets Green's second team by 7-13 uh, to 8 points in Division 3A Trim second team beat Kermainham Wood uh, 6-12 to 1-11 Wolf Tone seconds 3-12 Summerhill seconds 2-7 uh, Minolti 2-12 uh, Minolti again 2-12 Simonson second team 11 points uh, Division 3A also St. Colm Kills uh, lost to St. Bridget's 4-11 to 15 points Kilbride beat Myla 2-12 to 1-6 in Division 3B Navin Matneys again uh, their second team beating Boards Mill 116 to 7 points Slane beat Clannard 3-14 to 1-6 in Division 2A uh, a few results here Nobber 3-10 Blackhall Gales 1-13 Dunsany 1-11 Dunhamore Ashburn 6 points Mead Hill 12 points Bective 1-4 Kilmainham lost to St Vincent's 1-9 to 6 points uh, which is a bit, bit disappointing considering they had won only during the week but probably the exertions of those games catching up on some of the teams uh, Drumbarra 4-7 Dunshockland 12 points that'll be Dunshockland's second team mm. um St. Pat's 2-14 Beliver 1-5 uh, Division 2B St. Ulton's 1-17 Longwood 7 points uh, then into Division 1 
Division 1B, Ballinabracky, 310, Walterstown, three points. But uh, Walterstown are very hit and miss, aren't they? Three points. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, at home. Quite a, yeah, quite it's a quite hammering. a hiding, yeah, in 1B, which is tough. And uh, I think a late goal from Colin McCabe gave Manalvi a 2 8 to 2 6 win over Rackenny. Um, and Sanchestown beat Sidden 113 to 9 points. In Division 1A, Gail Colum Kill um, drew with County Champions Retort 110 each, which was a, a good result for them. And a low scoring game, Wolf Tones and Screen laid out a draw 2 3 to 9 points. So Wolf Tones just getting 2 3, but enough to get a draw. Um, Summerhill 112, Nafina 18, um, and St. Peter's Dunboyne 310, Trim 38. And on Friday night, there was also a couple of games that the team kicked off. Simonstown won 16, St. Colin Kills won 11, Dunshockland won 10, Dunmore Ashburn 11 points. In Division 1B, it was a draw match, Oldcastle 2-6, uh, St. Michael's 12 points. Division 2B, Castletown won 16, Karen Ross won 14. Uh, Bannerlock 2-10, Gail Colin Kills, second team 15 points. And Division 3B, uh, St. Paul's gave a walk over Eastern Gales, Ditton Fields, yeah. uh, and all the the big speculation about them and coming into the competition, they weren't able to field. I think they're waiting on transfers to go through, um, but that was the yeah. points gone to Cortown and St. Mary's, and the only other game in Division 3B then on on Thursday night or Friday night was Sanchestown 6-23, Drum Conrad 1-6. Right. So yeah, just the results from the Fesh Cups was were Gail Column Kill two nine, Dunmore Ashburn one nine, the Tolchin Cup was Kilmainham ten points, Kilbride nine, uh the current Labonia was St Pat's fourteen points, Delete Bellystown eight, and the Tolchin Shield was Minolti three seventeen and Boards Mill one five. That's all right. off the top of my head, Jimmy. Now I remember all that. Come in, come in, yeah, yeah, come in. Ten nine, yeah. You were at that one. Yeah, yeah, ten nine, yeah. yeah. Very good match, very good match. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's great to see the club now. They, 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 had to, they had to do without a few players for their league game, and they lost their open league game. But uh, it's yeah, so come in, like Mickey Newman. He wasn't. He's injured. Yeah, player. He's injured, but he's he's hoping to be back. Very short, yeah, you know, key man for them, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so another round of fixtures this weekend, Jimmy, uh, just with A leagues and and uh, so busy, another busy weekend yeah, of A leagues, and then there's hurling, then playing Tyrone on Saturday yes. in Oma. So, I mean, if the wind that we we, we we think they're more or less pretty sure of um, a final a spot, is it? Final, yeah. and but you still have to win that final to get promoted. So that's my understanding, for, yeah, yes, yeah, that's what I've seen. Um, now we'll have to double check that yes yeah, so it's mad that you can go you can go through the whole league unbeaten beaten all around you and then yes, well if that's true but and, and on a day then you could lose a, a final and, yeah, and not get promoted unfair, really, yeah it does you, yeah, yeah. You, could, you could top the group by six points <laughs> yeah yeah possible. but um, it's been a busy weekend for some of our soccer players as well uh, Jamie McGrath he's um, with um, he scored a goal for Dundee United at the bottom of the table but the new manager uh, well his old manager isn't it yeah, Jamie's well, old manager Manager yes, with St Mirren now yeah. with Dundee, yeah, and he was, he was pelted with uh, with all sorts of uh, projectiles. Was he? Uh, Jim Goodman, he's a former manager of Aberdeen, and uh, he, they were playing Aberdeen, and yeah, yeah. Were throwing water and coffee and all all sorts of stuff at him. So, so that's the joys of being a manager. Um, so, but Jim, we we wished him well there. We wished him Jim well, and uh, he's from Waterford. 
Uh, and Darren Lennon, Evan Ferguson had a good week. You know, he's he's scored there <laughs> midweek yeah. against for for Brighton against Stoke in the FA Cup, and then he played again. Everton and um, Brighton won four 0 Yeah. So um, and Dara Dara Lennon, he's he played as well. Uh, Middlesbrough had a big win over Ipswich. Middlesbrough are doing very well. They're, they're only third in the Championship, so they could could be in the Premier League next season. As the season uh, hots up now towards the end of the Championship season, so. They're, they're those guys are doing a draw. They're going very well too. Fergus, a few meat players in that draw. Yeah, plenty of meat lads and, and um, involved there. Yeah, yeah and uh, so plenty of uh, so and you know rugby. A lot of people will be focused on the rugby this weekend, Ireland against Scotland. But then um, uh, and hopefully Tom O'Toole will get a run out of it. Yeah, man, he's, Tom O'Toole he's, is. He's got relations he's, with, in, in Retort. Yeah, then. living in Retort. Yeah, well, lived in Retort. Right. Uh, I'm not sure where he's living now because he's he's of course playing with Ulster. But yeah, uh, yeah family. From Retolt and we claim him. And uh, Sam Monin from Navan, she was she's been brought into the ladies Six Nations uh, team. No, um, no. Well, surprise, she's been no, there. Yeah, no, no surprise. surprise yeah. You know, yeah. she was Player of the Year last year among the player, uh, the Ireland player, player of the year. Yeah, Ireland players, <laughs> player of the year. Yeah, yeah. we get there. Okay, we get there. Uh, and yeah. she was on the the TikTok Women Six Nations team of yeah. the year as well. And as I think I read in your piece there that she's she the most carries of any other yes. of any forward in in the Six Nations last year. So she, statistics. She's really she's really uh, made a huge impression. Yeah, late, uh, to, the late to the game. Yeah, which well, is great. Yeah. Former Mead ladies, Mead ladies goalkeeper, of course, yeah. won in All Ireland under sixteen with Mead in two thousand and nine. So I often uh, wonder how many like in, in men's and ladies games, how many good football getting footballers say for example or hurlers or Kamui players would also make international yeah, soccer yeah. players and international rugby yeah, players yeah and it goes the other way as well like you look at Shane Horgan probably would have made a very good footballer for Mead if yeah. he had stuck with it um, might even still yeah uh, might well yeah <laughs> but you know when you see Connor Nash well he's doing in Australia and Keane McBride actually played uh, has been involved with Essendon in, their, in the pre-season there yeah, so yeah, it's good yeah. to see him getting game time and hopefully he'll feature a bit in the AFL this year but uh, yeah again just to underline the outstanding talent that we have in the county and uh, I haven't even started doing my race and roundup, but there was trebles for Gordon Elliott over the weekend as well which um, means his yard is in good form ahead of Cheltenham um, Cheltenham week love, next week well, I'm not a racing man but I'd love to see well Aintree's a while away yeah that's mm -hmm. it uh, for the, the Grand National in yeah. April but before that you'll have uh, you'll have the um you have the Cheltenham Festival, as I said, which is kicking off next week. And uh, tomorrow we'll be in Dermot McLaughlin's yard for the, the launch of the Irish Grand National, which, of course, is in Fairy House on Easter Sunday. Um, Dermot, of course, trained the, the last two winners with yeah, Freewheel and Dylan and uh, Lord Lariat yeah. winning the last two Irish Grand Nationals. So, yeah. Freewheel and Dylan, especially with Fairy Tale. Yeah, know, so um, I think that's all. It was a, a huge yeah. weekend um, or a huge week last week and this week coming in the FAI primary schools five-a-sides in the MDL now there's that much stuff has come in and fair play to Paul Holland who has sent in stuff um, that we can't carry it all this week but what we will do is over the next couple of weeks we will feature all the teams and reports in the, in the Mead Chronicle newspaper so be sure to pick up the paper to see the photographs of all those teams and reports from all those games uh, in the next couple of weeks but we're busy working on this week's paper Jimmy yeah. and uh, we 
we'll be out out tomorrow evening. We we thought we started the program talking about going to Limerick. You probably returned from Limerick in a magic carpet or something like that. Listen to the Liverpool uh, Manchester. Yeah, match. ah, look, as we won't rub it in. As I always say, we don't get too yeah. high with the highs or too low with the lows. You know, you can got it, but no, uh, ah, look at it. I, I, I thought the best part of it was uh, I was listening to it coming home in the car, so I was able to listen to the banter between Graham Souness and Gary Neville, and it was it was hilarious listening to it. Neville's had lost that he just didn't want to know he didn't want to be in Anfield he wanted to be gone home but Graham Souness rubbed it in and rubbed it in in fairness to Souness he called it before the game he said he could see that he, he couldn't see Liverpool losing he thought they'd win by three, yeah. two or three goals and uh, well he was wrong but it was uh, it was well, he, he was he got the result right if not the scoreline but I don't think anyone could predict that but look as Liverpool supporter it's great to see it and uh, also as a Leighton Orient supporter we're top of League 2 as well uh, hoping to get over there in the next couple of weeks to a game as well um, so all going well on that front but I, I would to be perfectly honest with you I'd prefer to uh, get promoted to National Football League Division 1 and win a Leinster title and uh, I'd rather see my own club winning games in A-League Division 1 and doing well in the Senior Championship after that whatever Liverpool or Leighton Orient or them do they're, bon- they're added bonuses but uh, first love is the old guy Jimmy I'm afraid well, yeah, well, I was, I was, yeah well it's frustrating and all as it is uh, we'll we, we see how everything unfolds in the coming weeks Fergal but uh, this side of the Irish Sea and over yonder so listen folks this has been another edition of uh, Talk A Good Game and uh, thanks Fergal again thanks and, Jimmy and uh, we, we'll talk again next week thank F- you all feel free everybody to send us in any uh, voice notes or anything the, the details will be on the posts that you find this uh, where, you, where you click the link for this and also email us at sports at meadchronicle.ie we'd love to have a little bit of input from the listeners if there are any out there <laughs> we would lo- yeah let's, yeah look at ah, look we'd at, love to hear from them yeah we're blessed we're blessed in this county with uh you know in fairness to the we are mead boys do a very good media podcast as well and maybe uh people may you know this is a different type of a podcast and maybe maybe people can listen to the pair of us but uh yeah we're, we are blessed and as said mickey and davy top class podcast there with we are mead and uh we're just trying to meet reach those standards good hopefully stuff. we'll get there but Best thanks Jimmy. Okay, Fergal, thank you. Say hi.